This is the Comedy Kiosk, podcast by Monday and Munoz. Please welcome Monday and Munoz. Hello and welcome to the Comedy Kiosk, a podcast on which we discuss news, opinions and ideas about comedy. My name is Igor Monday and today I'm joined by our regular co-host David Munoz as well as our very special guest Oleg Denisov who is here with us to discuss Edinburgh Fringe 2022. So this is actually the second part of this topic. In the first part, we've discussed some kind of details and some kind of specifics of how the shows went and how the festival went. But in this one, we will give a more broad kind of uh, feedback, opinions and our satisfaction with this year's edition of the biggest arts festival in the world. So I guess David had some more questions for us. David? How was Edinburgh Fringe Festival this year? If you And then at the end, see what score out of 100 would you give it? See oh, if you have 100. the same. Yeah. How what would a, you, would you rate it the same or different? Scale. I know, I know, I'm going there. How would you, how would you guys, because you guys said before with this podcast, or we were just sitting around meandering and just, you know, having a bit of a yarn. You guys said you discussed it extensively. So what is your review of the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. Please discuss what you think. Let me start by saying that uh, I've seen, I think, around maybe 10 free fringe shows and then five paid shows by like kind of big TV comics. Mm -hmm. Uh, Those five paid shows were all really good. Some were kind of finished shows because some of these comics have been touring the States or whatever, UK, before Fringe. So it was Mm. just like an extension of their tour or or, or whatever. So it wasn't like work in progress. It was actually kind of already done show. And all of them were really good. Like uh, my favorite one was Randy Feltface, surprisingly, because that's the one I decided to buy last moment and to go and see. And it was just a brilliant live experience because all the other shows, they seemed kind of like you're watching Netflix, but from the front row right. kind of live. But this one was just, you know, very in the, like you had to be there. You had yeah. to be in the room to feel the atmosphere, to feel the kind of this, I don't know, the, the magic of this show because Five minutes in, you forget you're watching a puppet. Uh, <laughs> do stand up. And you just kind of, yeah, puppet do stand up, and you kind of just like, yep, I'm on board. This is it. This is, you know, this is. Randy's this is my man. He's Randy's my man. <laughs> yeah, and, and it's just a perfect, perfect kind of show for for those kind of like fringe rooms, and and for I don't know, it was just I would say a level above the rest, and all the others were great. As for free shows, some were great. Some mm-hmm. were not great. And the really great ones were the ones that just kept it funny. So they just kept trying to be funny. They thought of like some interesting, you know, like jokes, stories, sketches, uh-huh. material, whatever. Uh, some had some concept. So they were, you know, like a proper fringe show from the beginning till the end. You know, it starts with something. Then in the middle, there is this kind of like longer story a bit heavier etc and then Mm -hmm. at the end like a big joke and a callback to several things from the show just like a con like a full like a package you know like or like a book yeah uh some of them were just kind of a compilation of sketches and songs and props and whatever and still really funny and amusing and great but the one thing that i really didn't like was like the mood and the atmosphere of this year's fringe which was all about 
we've had like two hard years and now we're all depressed we all have anxiety we all have mental health problems Mm -hmm. we all go to the therapist we all try to kill ourselves at some point (laughs) and then when it's not incorporated in a joke or when it's not told in a funny way it's just you know it's just a ted talk it's just a therapy session right and i don't think it belongs in any i'm completely fine with people spreading the message that it's okay getting help that mental health issue is this like silent illness that people don't see or don't talk about this and that sure but i still think that a comedy show needs to be funny more than anything it needs to be funny so if it's done in a very like kind of way uh, and if you're just looking for some kind of sympathy empathy a stage to tell your story fine but then register your show as like a drama as spoken word as whatever don't try to pass it off as stand-up as comedy and then people really started giving up near the end and being uh-huh. very affected by reviews, by low attendance, by low buckets and stuff, mm. and not showing for their own shows, uh, not caring enough to promote, not showing the same enthusiasm and delivery to the audiences that did come. And they would be like, you know what, fuck this. I don't want to do this. I feel so sad today. I feel so depressed. I feel I'm like, motherfucker, you have the best job in the world. Like, this is what yeah. you want to do. This is what you came here to do. You're mm. not stuck in a like an office or a mine or some factory for like 12 hours a day. You're doing jokes. You're making people laugh. You came here to do like, how can you complain about this? How can you give up on this? Like, this is your one mission. Make people laugh. Yeah. Uh, So this is something that I really didn't like this year, that people were comedians Mostly we're very, very, I don't know, whiny <laughs> and, you know, it's all about me and I'm not feeling well and I'm not feeling respected and I don't feel like I'm earning enough. Or I'm like, motherfucker, shut the fuck up. Do the joke. Just do the joke for two yeah. people, for three people, for 10 people. Do your material, do the jokes. That's yeah. it. You know? Right. Do you, did you find that, that, uh, that most of the comedians were following the formula? Like, uh, you know, the, most, the whole, but, yeah. yeah. I think many of them tried to write that perfect fringe show that yeah. in 50 minutes you can fit that kind of first 15, 20 minutes of like fast jokes and some mm-hmm. kind of crowd work or some kind of, hey, like me, I'm funny. Then you Well, have, like basically their club set. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you have this kind of longer, heavier story about something mm-hmm. that happened to them personally and how they were emo- emotionally involved in it and how it affected them. And then like last, let's say, 10 minutes, it, bring, it brings it home with like callbacks to that story and jokes with more like kind of punchy material and like leave audiences in kind of euphoria and on, on a high yeah. note you know like i wouldn't say all but maybe 50 percent of the shows were structured in that way yeah right yeah yeah i think i just wanted to add like kind of to, to provide some illustrations for for igor's uh, thoughts because yep. like this a lot of this i also share and even as a person who's been to fringes before i noticed that they usually had like this uh kind of it had topics like usually because usually uh before like for quite a long time the to- the topic of your perfect friend show would be your dead father <laughs> uh, you know and like all the all the comedians with uh, fathers who were alive were like this is not fucking fair at all yeah. you know, dad like, made this you're letting up, me down up. <laughs> yeah like really like quite literally and then uh yeah and then this year it's kind of all about mental health and like some illustrations just for example like uh, this this year some of the comics for example if they had a bad show 
they wouldn't say, oh, you know, I fucked up, you know, I bombed, you know, I had a bad show. They would say, oh, during this show, my mental health wasn't that good. <laughs> what? <laughs> what does that yeah. mean? Yeah. My mental yeah, health people, was not good. No, say, you suck, dude. You just suck. Crazy. Just admit it. No, 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 you can't say that. People would say, we would ask, again, out of courtesy or sometimes out of genuine interest, how did your show go? How was your show today? Or something like that. People would say, you know, not great, not great. But uh, yeah, I had a really bad mental health day. I'm like, no, you just bombed. You just weren't, maybe you weren't in the zone. You weren't in the, but you know, that doesn't, you know, it's not yeah. like a, yeah, I shit mean, happens. Yeah. yeah. Every hour of the year, people would just say, you know, had a bad show. You know, yeah. Shit happens, you know. Yeah. That's, that's how we describe it. Ex- yeah. And also like the, the other illustration to, to what Igor said is about like this show that we went to, I think, because you didn't, I mean, I won't even name the performer, but just kind of the conceptually, right? Because uh, basically it's like a well-reviewed sort of like, well, I would pro- probably alternative comedian. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen him before, at least like on a full show. But he like had really good reviews, uh, really kind of uh, like uh, the fringe crowds, especially know him. The, the, the fringe reviewers know him. And then he was doing this show. And uh, in the first like 10, 15 minutes, it was a full room. 50, first 15 minutes, he showed that he really can be like 10 minutes, I guess, even less 10 minutes. He showed that he can really be funny. He's really kind of a good comedian. Yeah. But then he just, after those 10 minutes, he just went into a completely unfunny 40-minute speech about, like, how he tried to kill himself, yeah. how depressed he was, like, the last uh, year or something. Right. And it was, like, there were a few punchlines, but, like, literally, like, a punchline, like, a, and they were kind of really small punchline every, you know, three, five minutes, basically no punchlines, yeah. you know. So it, it was, it, it, it ended on this kind of also strange, bittersweet, sort of, you know, thing that he didn't actually do this bit at the end where you're supposed to kind of do more jokes. Yeah, kind of bring it back up. Bring the mood. Everything is okay. Yeah, we yeah, survived. And, uh, yeah, and people were kind of leaving the room like kind of completely confused. Like, mm. it, it kind of like there was people behind us also going like, this This was confusing. Like, this like because this is a show which is kind of, it's advertised as he's like another stand-up show by this stand-up comedian. Yeah. But it's literally like a spoken word, sad sort of TED talk sort of thing. Right. You know, and I, I don't, you know, I, I don't understand. Like, this is literally false advertising. Like, I don't understand how this is yeah. like, normal, you know. But this year, it seems to be normal. Because some people would do shows about mental health, uh, which were funny. Like, the Marilyn Robertson that we, we I'm, I'm happy uh-huh. to name her with this. You know, the one that came to, to, to uh, Russia. We brought yeah. her to Russia in 2019. And uh, she's, firstly, she's really, she really grew as a performer and especially as a writer. Cool. Uh, since then and uh, her show was uh, like really good really funny uh, and with a message and with some information that you get from it mm-hmm. you know? so it was like really really good yeah um so you can make this stuff kind of funny and yeah she didn't forget the golden rule be funny yeah 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 but uh, yeah but be funny and interesting and this guy just went and did this kind of sad, the sad way yeah. he needed to know he, he needed to, to do something yeah. about it he did this but like, why advertise it as a stand-up? Show? Yeah, it's it's strange because I always think of like a comedian is the kind of person who, like, a professional comedian is someone who, like, you know, if they decide I'm going to go on stage, they can do it. Like, they they can pull it out. Like, even if they go through a divorce or something, they'd be like, no, it's a show day. People have bought tickets. I'm going to bring my A game. They get themselves into that state. Bang! They pull it out, and yeah, they can walk off stage and then just collapse and be like, oh my god, my life is a mess. But while they're on stage. They can separate it. Like, it's a job. It's what you're supposed to do. You can suck it up. And if you can't, if you're like, no, you know what? This is this is too much. I just can't do it. 
then you cancel the show. You just don't go yeah. up there. Well, you know? I think this is like, and I've seen this live on one of the paid shows, uh, but this kind of like personal life interfering with your performance. And I'll get back to that in like a minute. But I think the other kind of big topic and theme of this fringe was the lockdown and the pandemic, yeah. which is kind of so, it's already so, this topic is so tired, you know, it's <laughs> so worn out. It's so, you know, it's Jesus, like we've heard it all already yeah. so many times. But I guess the difference is... Because we were reading the social media this entire time. There's nothing to do but this. And we read the social media all about this. Yeah. And all the sad bits and all the jokes as well. You know? so, you yeah, think, so it definitely had an effect. What you're saying is there's a no, big shadow. All, all, yeah. there, there, was, there was a lot of like materials and even full shows about... So this is how I spent my lockdown. And that's a whole show about that. The only thing is... The only difference is you can do it as, you know more of the same, all the same memes we've seen, all the same jokes we've seen, all the same Netflix comedians or whatever that already released specials on that topic. Yeah. Or you can do it from some kind of refreshing new perspective, which is really hard, but some people have pulled it off. But I just, maybe that's the difference between the rest of the world and the UK because their lockdown literally ended, I don't know, a few months, like a full lockdown kind of thing ended mm. a few months ago, maybe. So they were like a year and a half in more or less some kind of state of lockdown. You can meet this mm. number of people in this specific place. While, for example, for us, summer 2020, <laughs> we opened the comedy club. You know, like it was quite different in terms yeah. of what was happening and what were the rules and regulations. So maybe that had like a bigger effect on that. But regarding kind of this personal life and some, you know, uh, bad stuff and tragedies and whatever interfering with the show, mm -hmm. I can say that... Uh, and I hope it's not some kind of spoiler for this show or whatever, mm -hmm. but uh, David Doherty is one of the kind of TV guys, TV acts I went to see live. Mm -hmm. And he has a song, because uh, he does like kind of stand-up and songs, like uh, that's, his, that's yeah. his thing. He has a song about a breakup during lockdown. So mm -hmm. that was a bit that was written probably like two years ago or whatever, a breakup during lockdown. And that was a breakup with someone that's apparently like meant a lot to him and they were together for a long time, etc., etc. Then they realized it's not working and they broke up during lockdown. But apparently, at least according to his words, on that particular day, an hour before that particular show, he broke up with someone again. So okay. once he reached this song, he was like, you guys don't even know, like, it's just a song that I wrote two years ago for a completely different person. But now I will do this song and it's going to have, you know, it's going to have the same effect because I've just broken up with someone like an hour ago. So it's a bit hard mm -hmm. for me to go through this song because, you know, it's a joke and there's like punchlines and everything, but it does describe a breakup and like leaving a person you love and care for, etc. And it just happened to me like an hour ago again. Right. He's going to bring all that stuff back up. Mm -hmm. And you can see that it was kind of hard for him to go through it. And that it was really like he didn't sing the song as kind of, oh, a jokey song song. But it was like an emotional kind of performance. Okay. Would but you think then, then it should have been better that he not do it then? Do you think maybe he no, should have no, just no. cut it's, it out? He, that was It was a part of his show. Mm -hmm. He did the song. He made some jokes about it. He turned it into, you know, like he switched it to kind of a light, light-hearted situation okay. not okay. something that we should all be sad about and cry with him etc so he managed uh, it and he managed it he did the song he did some jokes after the song like about the recent breakup yada 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 he incorporated that 
pain or whatever yeah. uh, trauma into the show, but added jokes and punchlines, described the situation, why is he suddenly now so sad doing a silly, funny song, and right. that's it. So, you know, again, even some personal drama or something very fresh and recent can be done in a funny way and not just as a, you know, like a therapy session for the comedian and just complaints. Yeah, and, and basically I wanted to add that like this sort of experience, like it's like, like one show, like people speaking about like, oh, and then he had one show where he actually got like personal. This is like this is like a totally fringe experience <laughs> because fringe is like a little life, basically. Right. Yeah, it's something like that happens, like, you know, like sometimes like people on a show, like you do the same thing for 25 days and mm. then one day something happens, you know, like, for example, uh, the last fringe I was, uh, I think, in uh, 2019. And that was the fringe when uh, Milo Edwards it was there. And then his father died during the, the festival. Oh, shit. He went to London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to London for a few days and then he came back. And to that show, um, uh, like, all the, he invited all the, the comedian friends and whatever, yeah. whatever. And he had, like, a bit about his father in his show. And this was, like, a, kind of, like, a one-of-a-kind sort of, like, emotional yeah. experience. But this is, like, what happens at the fringe. That's why people kind of structure it, like, a little life. And people have, like, their own rituals, for example, to go to... I have this ritual, like, that at the end I go to the uh, Arthur's Peak, like, there's the mountain, which is above the city, uh -huh. it's a small mountain, and you go, go, up, go up that. And then I go to... I, I do a dip in the sea, like, the Scottish, very oh. cold sea, and everybody looks at me, like... He's crazy and stuff, you know. Because you are. And then, uh, yeah, a bit. Yeah. I mean, I, do, I don't, I don't, I just do some, I just do some pictures. I, I don't, I don't swim there for a long time. I would die. <laughs> but, uh, uh, <laughs> but that's what actually, uh, but th this year, because like of the, how, you know, everything was structured, yeah. I, uh, like, and uh, also Igor was talking about like, you know, how people give up and stuff. Uh, usually like the last Saturday is like the peak. Because, mm -hmm. like, people finally go to see the shows that, you know, they were kind of de delaying this kind of moment. Right, for putting off, uh, yeah. And so, uh, like, yeah, and we had obviously, like, full, full rooms mm -hmm. uh, on both shows and uh, everything. And then the, the last Sunday is sort of like an, a bit anticlimactic something mm -hmm. in, in some way. And I, I went to the Arthur Speak on Sunday, Sunday morning. I went, like, without the breakfast. I went to, to up the mountain. Went down. I get, like, a full Scottish breakfast Ooh. at a cafe. That we, uh, we Black pudding? Was, yeah. Yeah, Ooh, absolutely. Yeah. I love that stuff. I actually quite I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. great. And basically, and then when I started flying for the showcase, mm -hmm. which is like the good time, good time for the show, 6, 6 p.m., yeah. I started flying. I saw it. Nobody, no other flyers were there. Really? No other, I was the only one flying. Yeah. Why? People Just go, like, fuck it. Don't care. Didn't have the... Well, kind of, yeah. I mean, like this guy that we already kind of... Uh, Igor mentioned, like the guy who like didn't show up at the shows, like... I think I think we figured out like unless he had a specific number of people he yeah. didn't show up he would just fly her for the show uh, and then you know, if if there wasn't enough people he would just fuck off wow but, you know, he he uh, didn't even want to have crazy. the show because he would fly her telling people don't come to this yeah. please don't come to this show I don't what want to do this fuck? show. I don't like get it. Maybe, what? Why? You know, this is just a week. Crazy. Yeah, a week crazy. before I think a week before end of end of fringe he just gave up on that show because I think he maybe had two, three bad shows in a row, bad, I don't know, in terms of attendance or bucket, yeah. or he didn't feel like doing it anymore or whatever. But then he didn't show up for like two days or something at all, like yeah. not even to to the room, to yeah. whatever. And then he showed up, but started flyering like this, like, oh, see, don't this come is... to this show, please don't go downstairs, don't come to see this guy, just to make sure that no one is there and he can leave without doing the show. Well, that's what I mean, like, well, wait, wait, you can't just not show up. Like, obviously, oh, so you get in trouble or whatever. 
So he was purposely trying to like put people off. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair, but I mean, at the same time, I, I would think that, okay, if I had that kind of experience where you just go, you know what? Like, okay, let's just say I take all the material that I've been doing recent, like, you know, for all my years here in Russia or whatever, I take it to Edinburgh. I find that it doesn't work or whatever. Like only 5% of it works or, you know, certain bits, but most of it doesn't. Fuck it. Just use that time to just goof off, have fun or, or improvise, try new shit, try characters, do something that you've never done before, you know, do a show where you're half naked. I don't know. Like you would think you would take that opportunity to, to, to do something at least, you know, even, even, and I was going to ask you guys, like, did you ever try, because you have so many shows, like you said, like what, 20 something shows or, or something like at least with one show, like, do you try like, okay, some guy just gave me ganja, you know, a little bit apart. Let's do a show stoned and see just how it goes. Did you ever try anything like that? Have you ever thought of doing something like that? Like, okay, let's do this one really drunk and see how it goes. Or is it like, you don't want to do it in case the reputation gets around like, ah, oh, this show is shit. These guys were just knackered. First of all, ganja, yeah. David. Okay. Yes. What is this, the 70s? Some Mary Joanna. Some guy just... Mary Jane, Oleg, jeez. Know your outdated lingo. <laughs> some guy just gave me ganja. Uh, yeah, sure. If you're uh, a Jamaican no. comedian, maybe. Yeah, I, I, I did like, out of 15, I think I did two that were kind of different. Uh, one was, I just went out with like... Uh, the darker kind of dirtier jokes i have Mm -hmm. Uh, mostly darker actually i guess and uh, because mostly most days especially when hosting because we 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 changed like daily one was hosting Mm. one was performing oleg and i so when i was hosting of course i would just do some crowd work do a few jokes that i know would most likely work just to get them going mm-hmm. and then start bringing out the comedians. But when I was performing, uh, especially when I was not the headliner, uh, because it's also important to kind of finish strong because then they give donations and you want them to yeah. remember like that they left, etc. But when I was like third or second in the lineup, which was twice, I guess, because I had to rush to other shows or whatever, I tried some experimental stuff. One was like this dirtier, darker set where I said like, are we up for this? And like each joke, and I kind of structured them in that way that each one is worse than the previous. Good. And I was like, okay, this is getting kind of worse and worse and worse. Like get on board. And then at the beginning, they were kind of, uh, okay. But by the end, I really got on board and like really left and, and they were kind of good audience. And it was not the biggest room, maybe like 20, 25 people. So this kind of intimacy, etc. They were yeah. not worried. Should we laugh or should we not? And it worked. And the other thing I did is one of this kind of, I don't know, it's kind of a character or whatever that I've done several times before where I come all kind of, you know, not very confident and a bit kind of worried about like my material and stuff. And I'm like, okay, guys, let's check my jokes together. Like I have Mm. some jokes I want to check. Let's check them together. Mm -hmm. And then I do kind of jokes that... uh, don't always work or didn't always work but we kind of all know that we should just assess or evaluate these jokes so i did basically that kind of material once that kind of set once and it also it was one of the best ones i've done that's why i'm even considering and after some advice from some other comics and for example marilyn that we mentioned i'm even thinking of creating like a character of this you know kind of uh shy 
not very confident, not very experienced comedian, kind of open micer comedian mm -hmm. that just comes and tries some material. But it's, of course, like tested and good material, but they don't know this. So right. it's easier to like surprise them and to make them laugh. Okay. Uh, so it's something that I'm thinking of, like maybe developing and using as opposed to my normal comedic self persona. Right. Okay. So as I said before, your score out of a hundred guys. So think of a number out of a hundred. How would you give this Edinburgh Fringe Festival? Have you got your numbers? In Edinburgh, you're supposed to deal in five stars anyway. You know, like what's what is this a hundred? <laughs> yeah, all reviews come in five stars, and then, oh, and then they are split in a weird way, like three point seven out of. See, five. but that's what I mean. I'm trying to avoid that, so you could just say fucking forty-seven or seventy-six. Okay. So out of a hundred, have you got your number? Oh, like we're dealing yeah. with a school teacher. That's why it's out of a hundred because that's how he rates the exams. Yeah, got it. All right, so no all right, Oleg, what would you give it? This French experience. I mean, my my personally experience. Oh, seventy. Seventy. Good. Nice, not a, a good number. A good number. Okay, uh, Igor, for you, first timer. After all the hype and everything. Say, yeah, I would say my personal. Exp I, I will rate two things. I would rate my fringe, and then I will rate fringe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, as a festival, you know, okay. I kind of. I think my personal experience was maybe something like seventy as well, seventy-five. Like I had fun, I got to do my jokes, I watched yeah. really good shows, but then I would rate the whole fringe and the whole festival and the whole thing a bit lower, like at mm. 55, 60, Ooh. because I do feel that this kind of, I don't know, umbrella or, or cloud above the whole festival, this kind of stuff regarding the pandemic and this kind of, you know, the, the theme of mm. that, it's really tired, it's really worn out, the mental health kind of just pushing that, pushing diversity for the sake of it as well. Like people wouldn't come, wouldn't say, come and see my show, it's funny. People would say, come and see my show, I'm bisexual. Oh, really? You know, like so that pushing diversity for the as it as it as if it meant something in terms it's, of comedy. But it sounds like it cheapens you, it. Like who cares? Well, yeah, I mean, I I don't care if you are yeah. straight or or gay or bi or black or white or man or woman or trans or whatever you are. Just yeah. uh, just be funny. Be funny. Just yeah. yeah, just give me a flyer and say. Come, I'm very funny, experienced comic. Not come to my show. I'm a queer drag queen. Yeah. Like, okay, what what about the show though? You know. Yeah. So it was a lot of that, and uh, and there was a really big problem with trash in Edinburgh <laughs> because oh. the the bin man, the the, the trash like uh, service was on strike, and oh. the last maybe ten days. The city was overrun by trash, so it All was right. really kind of dirty and messy and smelly, etc. Okay, so uh, to wrap up, if we can give the last uh, minute or two. Oh, yes, Oleg. Yeah, I just wanted to add, like, about the the. I, I think I also kind of uh, like I, I said, like I rent, rated my fringe about seventy, yeah. and then yeah, I also would rate, rate the whole the whole experience lower because firstly, like. Uh, there was this scandal uh, early on about the lack of the app because the fringe like, didn't 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 bring out the app and like everybody was kind of furious because basically what happens is that fringe kind of rerouted everything like kind of in favor of the bigger venues yeah. like the big four because like they're the ones which the cheap, the most expensive tickets so they get percentage of the tickets right. as well 
you know, the Fringe Society. And basically, uh, the app was very important. So you can basically see, like, oh, which shows start in, you know, like five or ten minutes near me. Mm. So this was a very big instrument. And there was, like, a big outrage about this, you know, from even from very experienced comedians, like, well-known, like Mark Watson, you know, people of TV kind of yeah. signed a petition kind of mm-hmm. about this. And th- this was uh, one of the negative things that I think affected uh, the uh, attendance for uh, smaller shows, the Free Fringe, for example, mm-hmm. and whatever. And then the other thing about I wanted to add about the whole kind of vibe of the festival is uh, what we experienced at roast battles as well, because uh, uh, we we did some roast battles, uh-huh. and uh, I I did them before, yeah, I did them before in 2019, and like before the 2019, I never actually had any interest in that. But then as soon as I started doing it myself, I found what I like is kind of you know. Telling people to go fuck themselves. No, no, I just, I, Fair I, enough. No, we all have our hobbies. <laughs> we all have our hobbies. No, 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 but basically, it's kind of this kind of thrill of kind of having to write a joke for the occasion, and you don't know yeah. if it works or not, and you have like two two hours to write it because sometimes you would have like one day, yeah. you know, for, to 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 prepare and whatever. And uh, uh, before that, like you know, I, I in 2019 I won some battles, I lost some battles. Uh, but it was always fun. The show was always fun. Yeah. It was always good, you know, because people were getting what's happening. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, comedian in, comedians insult each other. Yeah. People were fine with it. And this year, uh, it was very kind of, sometimes it was good, but sometimes it was very different. Sometimes there was this kind of like, you know, what we, uh, snowflake sort of vibe. Yeah. And uh, even not, ju- it was kind of perfect. It was uh, uh, facilitated even by uh, comedians such as, you know, the host, and the judges, for example, yeah. sometimes because, uh, like, that's what Igor, that's what uh, one of the judges told you after one of your jo- after your uh, you did your battle and you were battling a female comic, and then uh, the one of the judge, also female comic, said like, "Oh, Igor uh, uh, tried to um, gaslight her into you know thinking." No, she no, was no, not her. Uh, Igor, so uh, she said like. Obviously, she is a beautiful, hilarious woman, and Igor is just trying to gaslight the audience into thinking she's not. I'm like, no, bitch, I'm trying to roast her. That's the format of the show, me insulting her. Things don't have to be true. Things don't have to make sense. The point is to write a funny joke that's like a good burn, right? I'm not trying to gaslight people into thinking she's ugly or not funny or a horrible person or whatever. No, that's the format of the show. But literally one of the judges said like, ooh, I'm not giving it to Igor because, you know, he tried to gaslight the audience into thinking she's not a beautiful hilarious woman i'm like what where does this you know this and this kind of woke mindset i think is also you know i mean it's ruining comedy all across the board not just on this festival but yeah it's starting to find its way even into like 10 p.m drunk kind of seller or or attic or whatever shows on fringe which is i think horrible and then there was a case of and no one still knows what actually happened but in one of the first days of uh, this year's fringe a comedian apparently took his penis out on stage and got immediately canceled and his show was canceled etc but the people that were actually in the room most of them agree that first of all if you bought tickets for this guy you know what you're in for because that's his whole kind of style second of all that it was like a plastic or rubber it was like a dildo not his own penis or something it was part of a bit but then people started writing that he was offending some 
women based on their uh, race and sexuality on the show when they started walking out and like and then that's kind of two people said that and hundred other people said no that never happened you're just making stuff up to like bury this comedian so like you know what's this for why, why do we need this well no no but but basically the, uh, just to put this in context because like this is jerry sandowitz who is kind of like widely known at least in the uk for being like the most offensive comedian yeah. like he's kind of like, he will offend everybody and his show is literally called not for anybody right yeah this is kind of and these people kind of bought tickets to this show to this particular guy who's been doing it for like you know 40 years or something right. and, you know he's been known for 40 years as the very like the most offensive comedian so kind of you know I, well that's the whole thing it's meant to be art it's like you know if you go to i don't, I don't know like uh vagina monologues you're gonna hear I mean, women talk about like, vaginas if you're gonna go to thing. yeah but that's what i mean like it's just like if you go to certain they shows booked, yeah they booked him and then they said we're canceling the shows like why yeah didn't you know yeah like you're supposed to be professionals yeah Yeah, stand by what you what you choose like make your decision you either book the guy or don't and then you stand behind it anyway uh okay so to wrap it up what are some final piece of advice you would give to new goers to edinburgh especially maybe how it's changed now and things like that do you go for edinburgh pete bh do you go for uh laughing horse whatever it's called do you accommodation do you book it three years before do you do your own flyering some quick advice what are a couple of points that you guys would give to first timers to not fall into maybe some of the mistakes that oleg as you said in the beginning you made or igor that you now think you know what i should have done it like that well first of all if you're thinking of like going or not going i would say definitely go to the fringe that's been my advice since the first time all right just because you, if you haven't been, just go there, you know, see for yourself. Regarding accommodation, I'm, I'm kind of been very lucky this year. It's part of the good experience for me that I was staying with a friend. Mm. Uh, so who didn't live there before. And so this year I was staying with, with, with her and her family, you know, and it was, it was great. Uh, but accommodation-wise, before, for example, what I would do, I would always pay less for accommodation because I would take something like in the outskirts of town, which is like, you know, 25 minutes on the bus. I'm a person from Moscow. I don't give a shit. Like literally it's nothing, yeah. you know, and some people, and usually you get like, you know, three times uh, cheaper accommodation and it's better accommodation. Mm. So basically with accommodation, I would go with this, uh, you know, there are night buses. It's actually pretty convenient. And in general, uh, yeah, I think it's just very important to go. Uh, and uh, I think the best choice for, Venues now is uh, the uh, laughing course, as you know, because now they kind of run all the benefits, uh, the, the venues with the, all the benefits of um, uh, paid model, mm-hmm. right? So basically, you get you get to sell tickets through the official fringe website, right. but also you don't have to pay for the venue, mm. you know. So it's kind of like the best of both worlds, uh, and uh, you know they get uh, they, they obviously they there's very limited slots in in their shows, but if you manage to to to, to make it, you know it's probably the the best way to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and Igor for yourself. I would say regarding the accommodation and all this kind of stuff, you know, it's an expensive country, it's an expensive city, prices go up during the festival and they went up, especially now because of inflation and all of this. And a lot of people are complaining that it's not feasible anymore to go because it's so expensive and that they're not coming back next year, etc. I mean, just count on basically spending money and probably losing money, especially in the first year, and especially if you're doing just one show. So if you can like do three, four of your own shows, because then you're just multiplying the income, but you have the same expenses. Mm -hmm. But I think the most important kind of thing is set your own expectations, right? 
Because if you go there to get 10 five-star reviews and then you get sad because you didn't, that's on you. If you go there and expect to have like 50 people or 100 people in the room every day of the fringe and then you don't, you get four, five, seven people and you get sad and disappointed, that's on you. If yeah. you think that every day, if you that you won't be too tired some days, that you won't be too, like you had a bad me- uh, mental health day mm-hmm. or whatever, that your stuff won't bomb and then you do, it's on you. I okay. can just come with this. Either you want to improve your own show, improve your own, perform for new audiences. You want to network. You want to meet new people. You, I don't know what is your goal, what is your purpose. But if you come with that goal and you set it realistically, then I think you'll be fine. Uh, all right. So thank you very much for coming to the show, for listening to our episode, our podcast. Or thank you. all the show. Well, yeah. Oh, sorry. Oleg, uh, thank now, you. Now there's going to be a bucket at the end. <laughs> yeah, now, now, you, now you can host you, motherfucker. Yeah. Uh, so thank you so much, guys, for giving us your opinion, your insight. We've been The Comedy Kiosk. I'm David Minos. Igor Monday. And our guest. Oleg Denisov. Oleg Denisov. Yes. It's a pleasure to be here. And it was really great to have you guys, see you guys once again. And Oleg, well done. Who now lives in Berlin, by the way. So if you want to catch him, see him in Berlin. Go see Oleg Denisov. He, he has been getting better and better and better, you know. I think the fourth fridge is the magic number, right? Yeah, yeah. Some, so some people are like the 44th, but yeah. Ah, uh, there we go. So if you like this episode, please check out our other stuff on all the platforms that host this wonderful podcast, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and all the other ones, Spotify as well. Pandora. Spotify. Pandora is a good one. Last FM is another yeah. thing. MySpace. Something. Does MySpace still have music? I'm pretty uh, sure. ICQ. Does I- yeah, is that a I thing? think we, uh, Napster, I think uh, we can be found on Napster as well. And LimeWire, you can download. Oh, good old LimeWire. LimeWire as well. Oh, I miss uh, that. So, yeah, wherever you find us, you can find us also on Instagram, on Twitter, yeah. on Facebook to see new episodes coming out. So and, follow us there. And we even have a Patreon page. Do you believe that? Yes, we do. You guys can actually give us some money to help us. So if you want to donate something and actually help us pay off a bit of that Edinburgh Fringe cost, <laughs> that would be amazing. Thank you so much for listening and catch our next episode of the Comedy Kiosk. Okay. Bye. Ciao.